Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Episode 5 already, how crazy. Today we're going to be talking about how to get a balanced vegan diet and both Jess and I, as always, we share our story in the beginning. But then we also discuss, you know, is veganism a fad diet? Um, Should it be used for weight loss and is it safe? And then Jess also speaks about the common nutrients of concern on a vegan diet, supplements, and just some of the common mistakes that people make when following one, especially starting out. And then rounding off the episode, we talk about, you know, should a vegan diet be 100% whole foods and just how to have one. Um, We really hope that we've made this super simple to digest. Excuse the pun. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of the podcast. Welcome back to this week at the podcast, with the podcast. (laughs) All right, so today we're going to be talking about how to get a balanced vegan diet, um, which is something that Jess has definitely been asked a lot in her profession, so we thought we would just bring it to the table today. So Jess is going to share her story, I will share mine, and then like always, we will get into the juicy parts. So take it away cool okay so I thought I would just share my story of you know why I went vegan and how I went vegan and all those things and where I'm at now with it um I basically went vegan in I'm trying to remember I started going vegan in around 2013 so like seven years ago um around this time of year actually no sorry I lied 20 I don't remember 2014 maybe um I was just I've always struggled with my weight we actually spoke about this in a previous episode if anyone wants to hear my like weight story but um I was working at a really like stressful job in a big hospital my mental health was not good I had bad anxiety I was I had bad IBS at the time I was struggling with acne and I really wanted to come off the pill, but my acne kept like flaring every time I tried. Um, I was always tired. I was always getting sick and I was at my heaviest weights I'd ever been. And I really just felt like there was something out there that I could be doing that would like help me with all these issues. And um, I came across this idea of a plant-based diet and how that can help with weight loss and how it can help with, I guess, like general things like high cholesterol. And I actually had high cholesterol at the time, which I was quite worried about. And I didn't understand because I was like, I don't eat like a heavy meat-based diet. Like I was a dietitian. I was eating what I considered a healthy, balanced diet, obviously like with treats and stuff like that. But generally speaking you know, I didn't think I was eating badly or eating in a way that would increase my cholesterol. So I was just like, why am I like this? Why am I not healthy? Um, And maybe there's something I can do from a diet perspective to like get healthier um, because I've always believed in the power of nutrition. So I kind of decided like a plant-based diet, when I heard about the concept for the first time, I was like, I can do that because it's all the foods I love. Like I've always loved vegetables and fruits and beans and like I guess Mediterranean style food like hummus and falafels and I yeah exactly and I I grew up eating that stuff I'm Jewish so (laughs) um and like roasted veg and tahini and all those sorts of things so I didn't think like yeah I didn't think it would be difficult for me and I had never been like a huge like meat lover or 
I thought like chicken was like boring, like I would eat it, but I like didn't love it kind of thing. Um, I love dairy though, and I loved fish, but I was like, I can do this. So I kind of slowly started transitioning to like a plant-based diet, definitely just for health reasons um, and weight loss reasons. And I definitely lost weight, like I lost a lot of weight. But I must say, I also changed my lifestyle a lot because I moved back home. I quit the stressful job that I was doing. I was, I had a lot more time to like, I was doing my master's. So I was like, kind of like a student again and studying in my own time. And I had a lot more time to like really focus on myself. And I think I, yeah, I started like hiking a lot and just getting outdoors a lot um so I think my stress levels went down a lot and I addressed my anxiety actually and I think that's also what helped with like the fatigue and the energy levels and immunity and all those things but I definitely felt a lot healthier as soon as I started eating a plant-based diet um and I felt like a huge energy shift so yeah I kind of just kept going with it and it was definitely something that I preferred in a way I really just liked the feeling of felt. how you felt yeah or the feeling of how you, when you were eating I, I liked how I felt on, on a plant-based diet I think like I don't know why but it just like no, suits I mean, my body like, yeah innately if it feels good like yeah don't break what's not what fix what what's not, not broken. broken yeah <laughs> um and then also I started like researching more about like the ethical aspects of veganism I must say I wasn't like vegan in the beginning I was just eating plant-based but I was you know eating some dairy once in a while eating some fish once in a while I've never really liked eggs so that wasn't like a thing that I would like eat but maybe eggs like as an ingredient in something um and then I found out about like why people are actually vegan and why people you know, don't want to support animal abuse and things like that. And I was like, okay, I want to be vegan. And then I gave up all those things and I became... Which is like essentially your why. Yes. Which I think is the most powerful thing to any change. Yeah, and I became like kind of strictly vegan in that like I won't buy leather and I won't buy wool and um, I check that all my like cosmetics are cruelty-free, that kind of thing. Um, And I think like that's probably the number one reason why I've stayed vegan is due to that because it's kind of like six years down the line now and I can't imagine ever like going back to eating animal products but more from like an ethical point of view it just wouldn't feel right um but yeah I I guess like that's where I'm at now I've definitely I think in the beginning I followed like a kind of very restrictive plant-based diet because I was focused on losing weight and I was just like in that diet culture realm, you know. Do you feel like you had any negative like health um, side effects because of that? I think eventually I did. And so I think what happened is firstly, what I noticed is that like my skin got really dry. The plus side was I had no acne and I came off the pole and I was yes. fine. But then the negative was like my skin did get really dry. I found that like in the beginning my nails and my hair were amazing and they grew um, and then after time they like started getting like brittle mm-hmm. and my nails started breaking a lot um, so I started to feel like like paranoid I was like maybe I'm lacking a nutrient maybe I'm yeah. not doing this right and that's when I started really uh, focusing on getting my nutrients in on a plant-based diet and like supplementing correctly and I would like 
I went for blood, well, I sent myself for blood tests and I saw, you know, whether I was lacking in anything. My vitamin D was low, but that's not, I don't think that's diet related. I was like, I also don't feel like that's unusual these yeah, days. I feel like so a common. lifestyle between that and um, magnesium and vitamin B12, I think yeah. just naturally people are very deficient yeah. in that. It's very common. And I think, like, I'd never tested it before, so I wouldn't have ever known if I was deficient before. But um, addressing that, getting more fats in my diet, because, you know, like, when I went plant-based, the popular thing was these um, low-fat, high-carb plant-based yes. diets yes. and, like, yeah. not eating any oil, like, eating oh just, gosh, like... Uh, sorry, that just, like, triggers me when people yeah. are scared of oil. It's a beautiful like, thing. Like, I was, like, strictly oil-free, and I would, like... I wouldn't eat nuts and I would eat like a quarter of an avo. Like, so did you, know, you not eat tahini? I did. I was going to say, like, that would have been a sad life. <laughs> <laughs> I ate tahini. I think I've never been like one of those like extreme people when it comes to diet. So like okay. if I try to be extreme, it's more like, okay, I stop cooking with oil, but then I'll eat at a restaurant and there's oil in the yes. food, you know, and I'm not like one of those people that'll like freak out about things like that. I've always just been like chilled when it comes to those things. Um, but I still feel like probably for a period of two years, I probably didn't eat enough fats. And I think that's why my skin got dry and my nails started breaking and things like that. So I actually just like loosened up on all of that. And I was like, no, like women need fat, you know. We really do. It's um, so yeah. important for hormone production, yeah. or from my understanding at least. It is. And luckily I didn't have like any hormonal side effects that I knew of. Like I didn't get like irregular periods or anything like that. But I did just feel yeah like something was off yeah so and I did also I mean I'd always struggled with iron levels but my iron was low at the time so not that I don't know if that's to do with you know not getting enough iron in my diet probably I wasn't getting great amounts of iron because I wasn't really like planning my diet you know like when you eat a plant-based diet you really need to like be like okay I need to eat a certain amount of protein rich foods and iron rich foods and I wasn't really I was just like eating all the fruits and the vegetables and which I mean like it's not bad but I think that's yeah. sometimes the process is like you start somewhere yeah and then you learn along the exactly. way that like this is probably the better way um, yeah and it, it, from my understanding planning I mean that's why I guess we're talking about it today is like how to get this balanced vegan diet because to someone like me yeah um it does seem a bit overwhelming. Yeah. You know, understanding the balance of it all. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm glad that I did. Not that I was like ever like, oh, I feel so unhealthy on a plant-based diet. Yeah, like I, I need you... to eat like meat or something. <laughs> like I know people do get to that point where they're like, I don't feel good. Something's yeah. wrong with me. Um, but I never had that. I was just like, hmm, I think something's up with like my skin and my nails and stuff. And like I need to address that and then there was like also some fatigue that crept in again and I was like let me do some blood tests and see but I'm so happy I did do that because it just made me aware of like the nutrient aspects that you need to be aware of on a plant-based diet and really how I started researching a lot into like how to really get all your nutrients on a plant-based diet and how to balance your diet properly so that I could help other people with that um and now it's something where, like, every patient that I see who's vegan or vegetarian, I'm like, okay, let's do blood tests, let's check your vitamin D, let's, you know, just be, exactly. like, really pedantic about your nutrition. But they always say, like, we teach what we want to learn. Yeah. And that's why you become so good at being able to educate. It's because you've learned it from your personal experience. Yeah. 
I mean, exactly. and now look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Just helping everyone with their vegan diets. <laughs> so I guess, like, um, at the moment, uh, I feel like I'm a really healthy, happy vegan, and I eat, like, a very balanced diet. I don't restrict, like, fats or oils or anything like that. I do eat vegan junk food, and I take care of my nutrient intake. I, can't, I don't, like, overthink my diet and stress about it, but I am, like okay, I do try to eat a certain amount of like protein-rich foods every day. Um, I always have and always will like try to eat a certain amount of fruits and veg every day for like micronutrients. And I feel super healthy. Like I don't feel like I have any health issues. I've addressed my iron (laughs) situation, (laughs) which like made a huge difference to how I felt. Um, And I hadn't addressed that in like 10 years. Like I've been iron deficient. I I went to Pathcare and I asked them for... All my blood results from last... You can do that. You can get, like, a cumulative report. So yeah. it's all your blood results from, like, the beginning of time with Pathcare. And it went back 10 years, which was when I was, like, 21 and I was in varsity. And the campus doctor tested me for my iron levels and they were super low. So I wasn't vegan then. but And I remember they, like, gave me iron pills and I went on them and my iron came up. And then there was a test like a year later where my iron was super low again and I just like the doctor didn't even tell me like I only know now because I saw the path care results that's crazy yeah. that they didn't even bring it up they were like nothing's wrong with you because I went to that doctor because I was feeling fatigued they were like you must feel like a whole new human now that you have it somewhat you know yeah. addressed I don't want to say in control because I don't believe we have control yeah like, fully but um no, yeah, it's crazy. It's I'm now such a big believer in like the benefits of having good iron levels. <laughs> Just go get your iron fix, please. Exactly. <laughs> no, I resonate with that completely. And that's something I actually know. Like, you know when you know you need to get it done, but you're just yes. not getting it done. Just avoid it. Yeah, yeah, I know I need to. <laughs> um, but I guess like my story with having a stint with being vegan, because I'm not vegan now, and I find it quite interesting that um, whenever I share any kind of like cheese or maybe something that's not vegan on my page, I get questioned. They're like, oh, you're not vegan? I'm like, I've literally never stated that. Yeah. It's it's not in my bio. I never say it. I've never said it. I do definitely eat predominantly plant-based, but that's just because my stomach appreciates that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some times where I'm craving eggs or cheese and I have that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not... I'm... I mean, I I definitely feel more ethically drawn to the practice of being completely vegan, but Mm -hmm. realistically, it's never been something that's worked for me. Mm -hmm. So um, I went vegan when I was trying, like, like every episode we get to leads back to this conversation (laughs) when I was just trying to understand my Hashimoto's, and I got told by someone who had it that a plant-based diet would aid in the healing of it. So I was like, okay, I've been predominantly plant-based for quite a while now let me try and go fully vegan um I did that and you know it's 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 so tricky for me because I can't say it worked for me or didn't work for me because so much was going on Mm. in that time that I don't believe any one thing was making me feel worse or better Mm -hmm. but from a digestive point of view I wasn't having a balanced vegan diet yeah I was eating things that were definitely irritating my stomach more and it was making it very difficult for me to have a good digestion mm-hmm. um enough energy and probably enough calories to be honest yeah. like well energy calories um and i just found that like you said that your your skin and your nails were getting very dry my hair was getting very mm-hmm. dry and like 
losing a bit of hair. Um, I just, something didn't feel right. Yeah. But like I said, there was so much going wrong that I can't say it was the diet or not the diet, but the way of, of being. Um, Cause I do believe being vegan is more than just the food, like mm-hmm. you pointed out. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, let me just try bring back in some animal products. And I did, and it made me feel better. And that's like the long short of it. I didn't try and overanalyze it. I was like, you know what? I'm not over consuming animal products. I'm getting it from good sources. It makes me feel good. It's what I want to eat. It's kind of my business. And as long as I felt like I was doing it in a way that wasn't... Um, wasn't completely I mean like it's so tricky because I know that like people who are vegan will be like that's still unethical I was going around about it the best way for my my life I guess mm-hmm. um I mean now even I mean I I can't even really remember we even had pizza last night and I'll have it without cheese mm-hmm. or chicken or anything mm-hmm. I'll just have like a bunch of plants and tomato sauce and I like that just, is that just because like that's your preference like yeah, that's how you prefer I just, to eat I just enjoy it but like if I sit and I go oh you know I could really have like a cheese cracker or maybe mm-hmm. like a dairy chocolate mm-hmm. I will probably have it mm-hmm. and I won't that's why I don't label myself because I'm like it's just something I felt like in that moment and I'm not gonna like demonize it yeah. but I'm not gonna be over consuming and being unethical to a point that's like not of service to me or the planet really yeah um i think also you know like it is about the volume of of animal products that you eat if you think about like the environmental impact of a plant-based diet like not everyone is going to be fully vegan but if everyone could just eat like predominantly plant-based with like you know when you feel like a little bit of eggs or dairy whatever you have some of that um like think about the impact that would make to our planet so I still believe like even though I'm personally strictly vegan I definitely encourage reducitarianism or like mm. the concept of I've people never just heard that. yeah is that a real thing yeah oh, okay. it's like learn a new word today <laughs> I, some people call it like flexitarian where you're like mostly plant-based but you eat like a little bit of animal products um but the idea is that you're just trying to reduce your your like environmental footprint yes you're not trying to be perfect, you and know? And the eggs and dairy that we get is actually from our friends. So here's chickens. <laughs> and then from a well-sourced, like, cheese yeah. place. And, I mean, sometimes we're, we're not all privileged to have that accessible to yeah. us. And I think that's also, like, that's a whole other topic, I feel like. But sometimes I will just go to the spa and get some cheese, but it's not an excess. Yeah, and I think it's so important for some people, like from a mental health perspective, and from like a also if you're recovering relationship some, yeah. perspective. Yeah, for me that was actually one of the starting blocks. I was like, if I'm gonna heal from the way I see food, it's not everyone's way of healing, and yeah. like I don't judge. So I also hope that people don't judge. But it was more like I need to almost accept everything because I can't tell the difference, and I don't want to label anything. Yeah, in order to heal. Yeah. So I almost have to like open up everything yeah. as being perfectly fine and safe and, and no good guilt attached. And no guilt. Yeah. Even if it was like an ethical guilt that could sneak in, yeah. it was like if I truly want to have a good mental health relationship or like a good relationship with food and a, like 
look after my mental health this is the beginning blocks and then when I'm in a good place with food then you can move into like being fully vegan but right now I'm definitely not there yeah um and I really love my cheese (laughs) I mean I'm not ready who doesn't love cheese you know (laughs) and I know the thing is I know that they are plant-based cheeses I know but they do not taste the same melted they don't like don't even come at me like that I mean, yeah, I must say, though, like, now that we're talking about, like, um, healthy relationships with food and things like that, I'm so happy that when I went plant-based, I wasn't, like, putting myself under pressure to be vegan. Like, I think, you know, people do, like, uh, veganuary and things like that, and they're like, I'm going vegan for a month, or I am from tomorrow, I'm never eating animal products again. I think that would have, like, really not been good for me, because then if I had had animal products I would have seen it as like a cheat Mm. and then I would have felt guilty and it creates such an unhealthy relationship with being vegan actually it's not a positive thing anymore it's like you're thinking about everything you can't have and everything you shouldn't have and I personally never did that because my intention in the beginning was to not to go vegan it was just to like be healthier eat more plant foods like kind of like what you're doing now that's what I was doing where I was like I just want to you know, eat a plant-based diet, but if I have some small amounts of animal products, that's cool. And if I did crave animal products, I would eat them. Um, and like over time, I ended up phasing those things out of my diet because I just wanted them less and less. So I was kind of eventually eating a vegan diet without like intending to. That's mm. also why I don't know when I went vegan. Like I'm like somewhere around <laughs> 2014. Like I don't know when it happened. Um, I know when it started like transitioning, but I don't know when I got there. And then the ethical thing came later. So by the time the ethical thing came in, there was like, I couldn't like guilt trip myself about anything because I was already eating a vegan diet. And I would not like feel guilty over anything. And I think that can be so unhealthy actually. Well, that's why I'm starting from where I'm starting. And that's why everyone's relationship with food is different and everyone's journey will be different because I'm only kind of in that space where you were like, what? six six Mm -hmm. years ago and if you want sustainable changes they take time so i think what we've spoken about is like veganism is actually well technically it's a social justice movement like it's so much more than a diet so yeah vegans eat a plant-based diet but vegans also do a whole lot of other things to not like cause any harm to animals so i don't think veganism is a fad diet i don't think it's even a diet and i think there's so many ways to be vegan and eat a vegan diet like you can eat a keto vegan diet and you can be low fat you can be low carb you can be a junk food vegan inverted commas because i don't believe in the concept of that but um yeah so i think veganism is just an ethical movement really um but within veganism there are fad diets like i said like there's vegan keto and there's low carb vegan diets and there's the yeah low fat high carb right um there's fruitarian vegan diets there's raw vegan diets there's so many fat diets within veganism um and it kind of upsets me because i don't think veganism like as an ethical movement it's not even about dieting it's not about weight loss yeah and it shouldn't be and we shouldn't make it about that or reduce it to that um we should like really keep it about the animals and the environment and Mm -hmm. things like that like yeah okay maybe you'll get a bit healthier depending on what kind of diet you were eating beforehand exactly um but like you said i don't know if it was this episode or the other one that your first initial 
incentive was weight loss. Yeah. But it was also so many other factors that played a part, like yeah. leaving a stressful job. Um, yes, eating fruits and veg and all of that helped, but there were so many other factors. Yeah. Um, and maybe when you do start making one positive change, like the others kind of follow suit and it's always more than one thing. Yeah. Um, which could then, you know, aid in the sustainability of veganism when you take away the weight loss, mm-hmm. the diet aspect mm-hmm. of it. And what I find is I see a lot of people that like went vegan to lose weight or went vegan because they perceive that it's like a way to lose weight or they will lose weight when they go vegan and then they don't lose weight and then they come to me. But then they're kind of like, <laughs> they're like, why? Why am I like the one person in the whole world that oh didn't gosh. lose weight when I went vegan? I'm like, most people don't lose. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what the stats say. Like, yeah, vegans tend to be a little bit slimmer than the rest of the population but it is kind of like a more restricted diet in a way so maybe that's why or maybe vegans tend to be a bit more health conscious than the rest of the population i feel like i feel like just from my opinion yeah i feel like that is the case because i feel like if you're choosing to be aware of how it's affecting the environment you're more than likely someone who exposes themselves to the environment so you're probably more active yeah and like all these other aspects in your life and you're probably just an educated person also like that makes a huge impact to to your food choices is how educated you are i mean it's it's a privilege to have that education to actually understand how food can affect affect the environment and um and then obviously you can also understand how food affects your health you know um like people who are environmentally conscious are definitely less likely to be eating at mcdonald's every day yeah though i have weird days of craving it and i used to eat it a lot as a kid yeah but we have one that is right by us sorry this is literally the worst thing to be talking about this but like some days i'm like i could eat that but i don't yeah because obviously i have the yeah the knowledge of like it's not even demonizing the food i'm like that's literally gonna take a week to digest in my yeah. stomach <laughs> that's how my I stomach it. will hate you my stomach will hate me like yeah. yes a moment of like nostalgia but the rest will just be a shit show <laughs> um but anyway getting back onto the actual topic not mcdonald's um <laughs> would you say transitioning or just being on a vegan i don't even want to call it diet but is it safe yes for sure <laughs> um and that's something i know like we spoke a little bit about like oh some negative health consequences that can happen when you're vegan but again like i think well, I made it clear from my side, like I was eating a fad vegan diet, I was eating a restricted vegan diet, and um, maybe you were too because you were like trying to heal Hashimoto's and you know things exactly. like that. No, it was definitely restrictive, and I think that's also yeah. why it wasn't sustainable. Yeah, so I'm not, I don't think like dry skin and breaking nails is due to being vegan, I think it's due to eating a super low fat diet, which for me, you know, did not work and it wasn't good in the long run. Um, and probably not good for anyone in the long run. But yeah, what the what the science shows is that like a well balanced vegan diet is completely safe. It can be followed by like anyone of any age. Like it's safe during pregnancy. It's safe for breastfeeding women. It's safe for for babies, toddlers, etc. Um, it just has to you know meet all your nutrient needs, and you can meet all your nutrient needs from plant foods. You just have to kind of know how to do it and educate yourself a little bit. Um, so there's definitely nothing like unsafe or dangerous about following a vegan diet. But what would you say are like the common nutrients that one should be concerned of or that are of concern when following a vegan diet? 
So definitely vitamin B12. Yeah. Um, I think most people know about this and most people know um, that they need to like supplement B12 if they're vegan. Maybe we can like s- like sneak in supplements with the nutrients as well. So like a double Like vitamin. which supplements? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I just want to like say there's so many myths out there about vitamin B12. Like also within the vegan community, there are people that are very extreme and they're like, they really want to tell vegans that it's so easy to be vegan that they're like you don't need to supplement anything just eat plant foods and you'll be fine um and they kind of also tell people like you know you don't need to plan your diet you don't need to think about nutrients at all and that's a load of ball and that's crazy like it's not like oh because you're vegan you need to plan your diet it's like because you're human you just need to exactly think a little bit about what you're eating you know you can't just have like a chocolate for every meal yeah well they kind of say like oh just eat whole plant foods which is like oh just eat fruits and vegetables but if Um, you're not fully educated on whole foods and their benefits like you could you easily unbalance it yeah like if you just eat like salad all day you're not getting all your nutrients no like where are you getting enough protein and iron and zinc and things like that so you obviously can't just focus on the whole food aspect you've got to focus on like eating enough of your different food groups and things like that so when it comes to like vitamin b12 i just want to make it clear that there are vitamin b12 denialists out there (laughs) because there's a whole movement of them (laughs) i have so many patients that are like but i heard that it's just a myth and you don't need to take vitamin b12 and i'm like you definitely do need to take vitamin b12 and like we're not trying to like insult veganism here. Like we're not trying to be like, oh, a vegan diet isn't beautiful and perfect and because you have to take a supplement. It's just like, you know, no diet is 100% perfect. And um, on a lot of diets, you do need to like supplement certain things. But B12 is like, I would say the one flaw in a vegan diet because you just don't get vitamin B12 from plant foods. Um, and it is to do with like how our, well, how our food system like, kind of sterilizes our our foods because vitamin b12 is made by bacteria so i guess like maybe if you were digging a carrot out the ground and eating it with dirt on you might get some b12 but you also might get like salmonella (laughs) um and e coli and all those things so we kind of keep all our fruits and veg clean and that's why we don't get b12 from them but we definitely then don't get b12 from anything and need to take a supplement so uh yeah i guess that's the B12 story. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to just say, like, I'm not going to go into detail about like which supplements to take because I think people really that's yeah, kind yeah. of individual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. But I will say that B12 is a tricky supplement to absorb. Um, when it's in supplement form, we don't absorb all of what we take. We usually only absorb like one percent of what we're taking in a supplement. And um, because of that, most of the supplements out there would not be sufficient for people on a plant-based diet. So you do need to get like a super high dose supplement and a supplement that is the correct form of B12 for absorption. Um, so definitely like look into those sorts of things when you are buying B12. Don't just go to like Dyskemoclex and buy like Vital B12 or any like B complex or whatever. Yes, it yes, won't yes. be enough. Um, I take that one that's in the glass jar that's got like gold. I think the it's Solgar. Like, yes. Yeah. And it's a pink one that you put under your tongue. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. Like, that's the one that I recommend. Um, how often you take it is kind of individual, oh, but okay. I didn't know that. most people don't need to take it every day because it is a, a high dose. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's quite interesting. I was taking it every day, but it was when like everything was to the ground. Yes. If so. you're deficient, like you would take it every yeah. day. Um, 
Other nutrients of concern, I guess people think iron is like a but problem. You, but you were like a byproduct that you were on both yeah. kind of ways of eating yeah. and it was still low. It was still low. But also there's the, the whole conversation around like, yes, your iron can be low, but your iron stores can also be low. Isn't that like... Yes, well, I mean, like the way iron that is complicated. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's complicated. But like 30% of the world is iron deficient and like less than 1% of the world is vegan. And we all wonder why we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's so, it's like one of the most common deficiencies in the mm. world, um, especially amongst like young women because with menstrual blood losses, you lose a lot of iron every month. So to keep up with your iron intake and like replace your, your losses is actually really difficult um, and I think depending on like how heavy your periods are and things like that, you can struggle a lot with iron, even if you're eating a super high iron diet. Um, but yeah, there isn't any research to show that vegans have more iron deficiency than non-vegans. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, it's, it's just like no kind of the same. Yeah. yeah, they've compared it and they're like, no, there's no difference. Um, vegans get iron deficiency, non-vegans get iron deficiency, and it's pretty much like equal rates of iron deficiency there's been some studies where they actually found that vegans eat more iron than non-vegans i guess like maybe Maybe. vegans eat more like greens and yes yeah beans and things like that that's right yeah i guess we don't we don't know for sure like why vegans eat more iron but maybe it's just like a more varied diet i was about to say yeah it's not yeah like if you if you're someone who just like is used to having like a chicken sandwich or something yeah it's a bit different to like a whole nourish bowl full of yes. like, like very broccoli and, and like spinach. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess like vitamin D, I do think is a nutrient that everyone needs to watch I out highly, for. Yeah, because it's so prevalent for hormone production yeah. and just like your and immunity and your immunity yeah. and everything. Well, I mean, I guess that falls with hormones as well. Yeah, but I mean, even now, I'm one of those people that are. I'm kind of scared of the sun because yes. I just don't want wrinkles and it's literally as um, face value <laughs> as that. Um, but what I've been doing is literally just like sticking my stomach out in the sun for like 10 minutes. Now I'm knocked down. Yeah. Like we have the privilege yeah. of just going and having a little sun bask. And I promise you, like, it makes a difference. It does. Um, especially if you don't have access to getting another supplement. Maybe it's just not in your budget. Like, budget time then you yeah. go give yourself like 10 minutes of sunshine and yeah even sure. that just like being in fresh air is amazing yeah i think sunshine has so many benefits besides vitamin d exactly. also like even if you're wearing sunscreen and you're not like absorbing your vitamin d you're still getting other positive benefits and like mood benefits from being outdoors yeah. and being in the sun so um i'm definitely like i don't want to get sun damage on my skin so i definitely like wear sunscreen um, on my face at least and maybe like I get some vitamin D from like my hands and things yeah. like that but I don't think it's it's always enough so I think it's really good to like keep track of your vitamin D levels there's actually a great app for those that like if you can't afford a blood test right now or you can't afford vitamin D supplements right now there's an app called D Minder so it's like D like the letter D dash minder and it basically calculates how much vitamin d you're getting from the sun and from your food because of what the phone picks up yeah so your phone can pick up like the the weather that day the cloud cover the uv index of the day does it then also indicate like how long you should go sit outside or like so you put a timer on basically so basically because these are all things that affect vitamin d absorption so it's like 
the weather, the cloud cover, the UV index, the time of day, and then your skin tone, like darker skins absorb less vitamin D, and then how much skin is exposed to the sun. So you set all those things on the app. The app can pick up like the weather and it like literally, I don't know, like you put your phone in the sun and it literally knows, it like does this little reading of the UV index. And then you tell it what your skin tone is, you tell it how much skin you have exposed, like whatever you're wearing. And then you put the timer on while you're in the sun. And then as you like go inside, you switch the timer off and it'll tell you how much, like it's obviously an estimate, but it kind of gives you an idea. That's very cool. Of how much vitamin D you absorb. I'm so curious. And then if you eat vitamin D rich foods that day, you can also enter it on the app. How Um, would you know if you're not... So it's got like a little list on Okay, that. okay. So I think it's just like eggs, liver, fatty fish. Like it's very limited. Liver. Those are like the Ugh. only vitamin D rich foods out there. It's the absolute worst thing. So if you eat an egg, you like put it on the app and then it like counts it for you towards your vitamin D. And then it starts making you charts and it kind of tells you like over the course of the week how much vitamin D you've gotten in and how behind you are. And you can see like I can see like after a month like how far behind I'm falling with my vitamin D because... I think I get a lot of sun, but, you know, it's just not quite enough. Um, So, yeah, it's always a good indication of whether you need a supplement or not, put it that way. Yeah, so, I mean, do it for a while. I mean, I don't think it's necessary to use any kind of tracking system consistently. It's just we're human. We're not going to do it consistently. Yeah. Um, Not setting us up for failure, just it's a fact. (laughs) But then understanding and being like, cool, like you said, now I know. I need to potentially get a supplement so that I don't have to do yes. this all the time. And I'm also going to look after my health, which is great. So what common mistakes do you think people make when they follow a vegan diet? I mean, besides the obvious of only eating junk food or, or following some kind of fat diets. I think um, what I find, so actually, like, like you said, you can actually get too little calories in on a vegan diet yes. pretty easily. So I do find that that's a big thing that people do, especially people with higher calorie needs, like more active people or men or, you know, children, those sorts of people um, can easily just be like, oh, I'm vegan and I want to eat healthy. So I'm just going to eat like fruits and vegetables, like very low calorie foods and then not get enough calories in. And the first like sign that you're not getting enough calories in is actually you start to feel like weak or tired or low energy or sluggish um and you probably start to crave high calorie foods or start to crave meat or animal products because that's like what your body knows will give it more calories you know so i do see people kind of making that mistake where they're not eating a balanced vegan diet and not getting enough calories in and not realizing that vegan food can be much lower in calories than animal-based foods and sometimes you have to eat bigger portions you I was have about to, to say eat. sometimes yeah it's it's like they go, okay, I used to have this size plate of food. So I'll have this size plate of food in fruit and veg. And like you said, then there's a huge calorie deficit mm-hmm. and you're expending far too much energy and then you don't sustain this new lifestyle change you want to make because you feel like crap. Yeah. You're so tired. Yeah. And that yeah, I mean that is a big that's a very common mistake. I think I I don't think I did that. If anything, I was like, oh, now I can eat more. And then I put my digestive system completely in, like, distress. So I think maybe that's also another common thing is there's there's so much discomfort now because now you're eating more high-fiber foods. A lot of fiber, yeah. And you potentially have IBSC like I had. 
and we've already spoken about that in last week's episode, then that's just a yeah. recipe for disaster. Um, I think another mistake I see people making a lot in my practice is like, there's so much misinformation out there on like which foods have protein on a plant-based diet, right? So there are all these charts being like, spinach has as much protein as steak and so like I don't yeah, know but like, it's like what value yeah. like I mean volume would you need to have yeah, exactly. as much so there'll be like 200 grams of spinach has the same amount of protein as 200 but like do you know how <laughs> much 200 eat? grams yeah, of spinach is um, and it's not the same biological value protein it's not the same amino acid content and so there's so much more to it than that so I think those those like little charts are really like misinformed and yeah. misleading um, but yeah, I do find like people, a lot of people go plant-based and based on their research and what other people have told them, they're like, I don't need to worry about protein. I can just eat like, you know, vegetables and fruits and grains. And I find like they're actually not eating enough protein. Like when I analyze their diet, it's like, if you're not including like beans and legumes and soy products and things like that, you are probably not getting optimal amounts of protein like you might just be meeting your daily needs but maybe not optimal optimal amounts for like an active lifestyle or just for feeling like satiated and feeling good you know Um, and balancing your blood sugars and things like that protein is important and beans and legumes are important on a vegan diet so I see some people just eating like vegetables and grains and to me that's not a balanced vegan diet um yeah, and that's another mistake that I see some people making is just eating like a very like starch focused vegan mm. diet, like just living on like bread and pasta and rice and like yeah, like a sandwich for lunch, you know, like just with like a little bit of peanut butter or hummus. Yeah, and, I hear you. And like breakfast just having some oats and supper just having like a bowl of pasta with like tomato sauce. And if you if you had to analyze that, like the protein content of that kind of diet would be pretty low. Um, so I definitely recommend yeah, balancing all your food groups on a vegan diet. Would you say that a vegan diet should be 100% whole foods? So I don't think so. Like we've spoken about the fact that veganism is not actually a diet and that, you know, just in general, I think all foods have a place in any diet, you know, like whether you're vegan or not, eating a little bit of sugary things and fatty things and processed things is just good for the soul um so like no matter what diet you're eating I wouldn't be like oh don't eat anything processed um I think that's very restrictive I think it's not really good for anyone's relationship with food and there's so many amazing vegan alternatives out there and like vegan comfort foods out there like why delicious like why why miss out on that exactly Life is too short. Yeah. Not to have yummy things. So, yeah, I think, like, obviously, with any diet, you do want to focus mostly on unprocessed foods and mostly, you know, on getting enough fiber, getting enough vitamins and minerals. But definitely, you can eat some processed food and it won't do any harm. And will feed your soul. Exactly. So, the big question, how do we eat a balanced, healthy vegan diet? So (laughs) I think we've covered the basics of it, but I think just eating all your food groups, which is like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, starchy foods, um, high protein foods, so beans, legumes, soy products, eat healthy fats, eat your nuts and seeds and olive oil and avocado and all those sorts of things. Um, And like the ratios of 
how much of each of those things you should include in your diet is really individual. So um, I guess like a general kind of guideline for most people is to probably just have all their food groups at every meal. So kind of try to have some fruits or veg at every meal, try to have something starchy. So whether it's like oats or bread or pasta, rice, whatever it is, and try to have a good source of protein at every meal. So some beans or some legumes or some soy products um, and a good source of healthy fats. So whether it's just like your cooking oil or whether you're adding some avo or some tahini or some hummus on top of your food, um, just try to eat balanced meals. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. Would you say that also falls into snacking as well? Should you be covering all macros when snacking or no. can you just have what you enjoy? Yeah, I think snacks are just like the purpose of snacks in the diet is more just to get some extra nutrients and some extra calories in. So if there's, for example, if you feel like you haven't eaten enough fruit that day, maybe you can snack on fruit, but you definitely don't need to eat like all your food groups at every snack. That would be way too much work. Yeah, it's a nice little <laughs> process into snacking. Yeah, snacking I feel like, <laughs> yeah, you can snack on anything really um, and snack on what you, you feel like, you know, so that you feel satisfied. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's a roundup then for this week's episode. Nice and short and sweet. Really enjoyed it. Cool. You can join us next week for a super juicy one where we debunk common nutrition myths. So, yeah, we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful day ahead. Sending lots of love. Bye.